Looks, has time to throw. There's an out deep. Way downfield. Grab by now. He's going to score. He's going to score. Touchdown, Purdue. Seth Morales. Seth Morales. There are no flags. The Boilermakers have taken the lead on a 64-yard strike. Unbelievable. And they're showing blitz again. They back out of the blitz. Toss it downfield. Caught by Stubblefield. Stubblefield beat Dwight Ellett and waltzes into the end zone. It covers 97 yards. Four in motion. They get it to him. Four in space. A burst of speed. A first down for Purdue. He's still going. Moore cuts back. Touchdown. And it's intercepted. Bailey the other way. Marcus Bailey punctuates this upset with a pick six. It is Thursday night. It's November 9th. 2023 brand new episode of the boiler breakdown podcast streaming live on the boiler breakdown youtube channel twitter slash x page and the facebook page give us a like and a follow if you haven't already at boiler break pod if you're uh, watching on youtube hit that notification bell hit that like button hit that subscribe button and if you're listening on your favorite audio podcast platform Give us a uh, subscribe, a rating, and review. We really appreciate it. I'm Tanner Lee. Full crew tonight, both co-hosts Evan Webb and Andrew Eiler in the house. Fellas, how we doing? Not too bad, Tanner. How about you? Hanging in there. Hanging in there. I'm glad the basketball team looked awesome Monday nights, and uh football team has me a little frustrated. To be <laughs> Sums it up. Yeah, but I don't know. I had low expectations for the Michigan game, so I wasn't too upset. Yeah. I guess it's the defense isn't making me upset. It's the offense. Yeah. But maybe I need to. Yeah. We'll we'll get into it. Maybe maybe I just need to lower my expectations at the offense. I mean, we're nine games into it. I don't think much is going to change the last three weeks. Yeah. That is what it is. Yeah. I'm dealing with a patchwork offensive line. And I think Coach Walters hit on that in his radio show, you know, because I was one of the people. I'm like, why aren't we moving the pocket? Why aren't we getting Hudson out, cutting the field in half? pretty much say we're doing what we can with the personnel we got so yeah. is this the worst it's been because there were bad there were some bad times with the offensive line under hazel and then with brahm's first few years it was piecemeal and it seemed to be getting better and then this year it seemed like it should have been okay but it's just like all of them are hurt yeah yeah i uh was talking with one of our purdue buddies today and of course, I don't think there's ever been a more injury-ridden season than 2019. I think we can bad. all agree with that because it was like everybody like, was out. And you usually had like a walk-on center, um, yeah. quarterback, and running back. Well, Aiden yeah. was what? Fourth string to start the year that year? Yeah. Third string at least? Yeah, true. Um, but and then other than that, 2010 was pretty bad because that's when Bolden, Marv, <laughs> Key Smith, Justin Siller all went down. Yeah, <laughs> you play with just freshmen that weren't ready. But besides those two years, this year is probably right up there because I mean we haven't yeah. had a ton of key players, but there's been a couple starters, particularly the offensive line has been in shambles. Mm-hmm. And uh, so it, I mean, it's frustrating, but yet, you know, I'm trying to give the staff a benefit of the doubt. But when your your defense is at least to the to the naked eye improving week after mm-hmm. week, and the mm-hmm. offense is going backwards, it's pretty frustrating. Yeah. I mean, defense, just, I mean, defense has stayed moderately healthy, as far as mm-hmm. I can tell. I mean, like the big guy. I mean, um, OC Brothers, Marquise Wilson, yeah, both out. But besides right. that, 
Yeah. A few reserves, but not I mean, starting wise. The Stanford, the Stanford corner that's never played. He's never played. Yeah. It reminds me yeah. of the Kansas State guy last year. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, just unfortunately gets hurt and can't can't recover. Um, but at the same time, I like that these younger guys like Rogers is getting experience because it's just gonna help him and Purdue in the long run. Um but going through some growing pains for sure. And even, but, even the other the other corner, the the JUCO boy, Boistros Alessandro mm-hmm. or something like that. I think I think he's got three or four years ago to go down. I don't think he was expected to play or really do much and he's played a lot. Especially on special teams, so he's played a lot too. That's a good point. That's a good point. Um so yeah, there's uh I mean there's different things to be frustrated about. I mean, let's let's look at the box score and recap the game from Saturday a little bit, uh, which was a trip to the big house, a place that's never been kind to Purdue in their history. Uh, 41-13 was the final score. Of course, Michigan Michigan won the game. But I thought Purdue hung in there uh, for the most part, particularly in the second and third quarter. I mean, Purdue was outscored 17-0 in the first quarter, but then actually outscored Michigan 6-3 in the second quarter. Got outscored by Michigan third quarter seven zero and then the fourth fourteen to seven. But so it's my kinda... spicy take was wrong, but kind of right. We were we were, we were, just... <laughs> we, were we were in the game. Yeah, uh, we yeah. were in the game. I mean, and and Purdue had the momentum kind of at halftime, and yeah, they were down yeah. by ten or something, but fourteen two touchdowns. But they, I mean, they had just had some big stops and they kicked the field goal right before half, right? Yep. So Yep, it was nice to see a Frio hit two field goals. It's nice to see him back healthy. Um, I guess you know I I didn't know what he's battling, and it turned out to be blood clots. Yeah, yeah they which they is that. They never said that, yeah. pretty intense yeah. stuff. Um, but no, I thought I thought Purdue hunted in there well. I mean, this was the best defense they played all year. I mean, Purdue scored thirteen points. That's as many many points as anybody scored against Michigan this year, which is pretty mm-hmm. insane. Nine games into the season. Uh, I thought. I mean, McCarthy's the most. Well, it, was talented. Like, it was like they're like the latest their starters had played on defense, like the latest into the game they played. Mm-hmm. Well, when you don't know what the offense is going to run, it's <laughs> a little more tough. Uh, but McCarthy, he's a good player, probably best quarterback we've played all year. But I thought mm-hmm. we get we rattled him a little bit, at least made mm-hmm. him uncomfortable. Second, second and third quarter for sure. Yeah, Scorton and Jenkins, man, those two guys are beasts. They yeah. they lead the Big Ten in sacks with seven each. <laughs> and I know they're talented players. They were good last year too, but you can't tell me the defensive coaching hasn't played a role oh, yeah. in their improvement. Mm-hmm. So I think um, it's the, in the scheme too. I mean, yeah, kind of letting them put yep. them in positions to succeed. Yeah. Yep. So you got to keep them. I mean, Scorton's a sophomore. Jenkins is a senior, but I think I believe, unless I'm mistaken, he has a COVID year eligibility. He can use if he wants to. Could he go to the NFL? Um, it looks like he's projected right now a pretty late late round pick. Um, true sophomore, so he's not draft eligible. Correct. But what worries me more about him is NIL. 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 NIL, which, uh, um, which of course, uh, Coach Ryan Walters brought the NIL on his radio show this week. And it's kind of – alarming comments because when he was hired he said Purdue was competitive with NIL and and everything and now this week he said if the Big Ten is tiered Purdue would be in the bottom tier if not last I mean that's yeah, concerning it, it could change pretty quickly I'm not I'm not faulting for what he said right I, I, I think well, but. I think there's a lot of people that are like why would he come out and say that why would he say that about the tough schedule next year because it's I true think, 
yeah, he's being real. And I mean, <laughs> I Purdue needs some big heavy donors. I mean, I would not consider us three heavy donors because we just can't. We can't <laughs> you know, we can't be. I so, I give my twenty five dollars to the job Purdue. We, we, need, we need the Mark Cuban for Purdue. No kidding. So, or, yeah, that's the thing. That's the, the problem that Purdue has is. I mean, they have. I mean, the I mean, donor base is vast and very large. But I feel like your probably wealthiest donors are not are giving to the school, which I mean, by all accounts, is probably the right thing to do. <laughs> I mean, but I I'd probably if I was I'd probably do the same thing in the same position if I was in the same position. Um, but like, I feel like we don't have the, like like you said, Andrew, the the Mark Cuban who's a billionaire who happens to also just was a diehard you know sports fan. Which I mean, like, hopefully, I mean, I give you like the, with the way the Purdue's having success of football and basketball, like, hopefully, that future donor is maybe either in school or a recent grad that will hit big and then can give a ton of money to the collective. Exactly. Um, but, <coughs> and I, I, I know another big question comes up is like also like the John Purdue Club. It's like, you know, with, I mean, Obviously, the big thing is the new TV contract and how much money that's going to give to that. Like, as far as like, what, like, I don't, I, I'm pretty, I don't know if they've come out and said like what that money's going to be used for compared to like what, you know, I know I think the John Purdue Club, their big thing is they use that for scholarships. I suppose like, can you divert some of that money to NIL? I mean, or, I mean, keep the TV money for, for that kind of stuff. And then obviously facility upgrades and all that kind of stuff. But, I feel like some of those John Purdue donations could go towards something else. <coughs> well, and the largest donation <clears throat> towards athletics in the history of school just happened within the past year, but it was to golf, which which is great. I mean, I think Andrew and right, I yeah. it's great because they're getting a new clubhouse and really produces has state of the art facilities for a northern mm-hmm. university. But but, but, to, but to be fair, the clubhouse was kind of was fine. Like it was. It was. And now it's going to be real pristine, but. I mean, that was what, $18, $20 million or something. Mm-hmm. Football and basketball haven't had those types of donors. Well, I mean, um, they did for the stadium. I mean, did, how much did correct. they give for the tiller? But that was, I mean, that was a series of like, I mean, yeah. that was a series yeah. of, so, you know. So, so basically, I think Coach Walter was just saying, you know, they're going to ramp up their fundraising efforts because they have to. Well, I wonder like if, um, you know, like they announced the. Uh, men's basketball fantasy camp or whatever they want to call whatever they're calling it. Yep. Like for if you're 35 and older, it's like, I mean, it's, I think if you're a John Purdue club member, it's $5,000. And if you're mm-hmm. not Purdue, it's 5,500 bucks, which is a pretty steep price tag. But if I could, I would. <laughs> thank, I, thank I, you. I, Thankfully I, we don't, we don't, we don't hit the age mark. Just I, yet. I pitched it to my dad tonight and he goes, I struggled in father son camp in my forties. I can't do it when I'm 63. <laughs> but I wonder if something like that. I wonder if something like that's going towards like NIL or anything like that. Yeah. But, it's, it's I mean, just such I a unique Purdue, time. I know that's a big benefit of having like the university sponsored NIL, but what stops Nick Gordon from going to the Bob Rorman car dealership <coughs> or whatever and just saying like, hey, let me do a commercial and pay me a million dollars. George Karloff has had a commercial with Exactly. Him. I mean, like, I think, I think like it helps clearly if the university has that infrastructure in place, but nothing's stopping Hudson Card and Kane or whatever. I, I, um, I know yeah, that's the downside of being in West Lafayette and not. Well, yeah, yeah, I, I know of a, 
I know of a few other bank marketers in the, in the marketing world that I'm in, and and some of their financial institutions do nil deals. One does a deal with uh, Indiana men's basketball. Another one just started a deal with a uh, Notre Dame uh, men's hockey goalie. And so I was asking them questions this last month, picking their brain a little bit. Just I just wanted to see how it worked. And according to both of them, uh, the university was there's a employee at the university, but they don't work for the university, which makes me think they work with the NCAA or something, or maybe it's a they work for a legal institution. I don't know, but they handle all the transactions and the arrangements and the communication between the businesses and the athletes. Okay. So that's probably the university to make sure that everything is correct. It's like a compliance legal. type thing, yeah. but yet they don't work for the university. It's really odd. It, and probably then, like a, it's probably a contractor for the, for like the, the players basically yeah, to make yes. sure the players don't screw up. Right. And, and mess ba- up their eligibility. And basically, like like, an agent. It's basically an agent of the mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. And basically, like with the hockey goalie for Notre Dame, on their TV commercial underneath, like his when he pops up, they can say his name and like Notre, University of Notre Dame mm-hmm. hockey goalie. That's the only time they can mention Notre Dame. He can't be wearing anything with Notre Dame logo on it. He can wear his helmet, but like his jersey, they had the bank logo and everything on the jersey. Yeah, um, just like his lawyer just got a deal with. A, a law firm and in the promo pick, he's wearing a jersey number two, but like where it would Correct. say Purdue was completely like it was Correct. gone. Like there's, which, which you've seen that for pro athletes, yeah, forever Correct. because it's, like, right. you see like a, drive through Chicago, you see it's Brian Locker, yeah, it's yeah. trademark. You see Brian Locker yeah. in a '54, you know, blue and white, you know, blue and orange jersey, but everybody knows what it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. there's no Chicago C on it. Yeah. yeah, yep. So, so it's interesting. I mean, I know some Purdue players do have those arrangements, but I'd love to see them get more. Of course. Mm-hmm. I mean, who, who's your first player you sign, Tanner, with the bank? Who are you going to go for? I mean, can you afford Hudson Card? I don't think that, so. No, I honestly got Andrew. I was just <laughs> thinking about this the other day. I had a ad ready because with the bank I work with has a one in it, and Hudson wears one. And, a lot, <laughs> and his his last name's Card. Oh, but I, okay. I don't think I can. I don't think I can afford. Okay. So. I'm not going to say the name. I'm not going to say the name of your employer. But like Caleb, first, are you kidding me? Oh, that too. <laughs> that too. That too. We but... just talked about how, how the, the football team needs the nil money. The basketball team is fine. They're That's doing true. Fine. But yeah. 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 The, oh, I went through so bad. But I think literally my budget would be gone for the whole year. With the <laughs> maybe not. Maybe not. But it, it's fun to think about. But you know, I am all for the nil. I, I do think. Some schools don't do it correctly, but if it's used correctly, I think I think it's great. Um, uh, going back to the game on Saturday, uh, looking at some of the yeah. numbers. Uh, no, we really don't. We can skim over it pretty quick. Uh, yeah, it's basketball. Hudson Card was 12 for 28, 144 yards, one touchdown, one interception. Uh, running the ball, Tyrone Tracy, 11 carries for 61 yards. Mockby, 13 carries for 38 yards. Hudson, 5 for 26. Uh, receiving, not a whole lot there. Deion Burks, three catches, 43 yards and a touchdown. Mershon Rice, one catch, 43 yards. Unfortunately, got hurt, done for his career. Uh, mm-hmm. Talk about a guy who just could never stay healthy in five years at Purdue. Done for his career. I didn't hear that. Yeah. That's uh, surprising, but. Yeah, Walter said he's, he, he's done. So, and he's, only, he's a fifth-year senior, so only three uh, games. Uh, has, he been, has he been at Purdue for five years? Yeah. Jeez. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Cameron Day here on Facebook. How many right on assignments <laughs> will Cam Allen allow this week? Over or under six and a half? Well, if he's guarding the tight end, we're in trouble because Minnesota is yeah. one of the better tight ends in the country. He is their focal p- 
point of their offense. Uh, Minnesota's quarterback sucks, doesn't he? Their offense isn't good. Their defense yeah. is good, but they got a good tight end. Um, their quarterback's bad. But, yeah, um, Jaden Dixonville, four receptions for 32 yards. Tyron Tracy, two for 13. Miller, one for nine. Mockaby, one for four. Uh, Purdue did force fumble defense and recovered it. Uh, well, actually, it was a punt return fumble. No, it wasn't forced, I guess. Um, other than that, not a lot. I mean, McCarthy threw for 335 yards, no touchdowns. Uh, Blake Corum had 15 carries, 44 yards, three touchdowns, but all of them, I mean, his longest run was nine yards. Um, their, their longest run was a, a receiver uh, reverse. Oh, yeah. Morgan Touch, took it, yeah, right? one, one for 44 yards and a touchdown. Yeah. And then Edwards had eight carries, 21 yards and touchdown. So Purdue held him in check rushing 110 yards on the 34 carries. You were talking about J.J. McCarthy being how talented. It seems like Purdue – Handle and maybe it was more in the second, third quarter. And I, I, they kind of, I know I, I was traveling, I missed the first quarter and it was 17 up when I turned it on, but then I, and then it was good. But it seemed like he always made a play on like third nine, yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah, he did. Um, he's so patient in the pocket, too. Whereas last year, I don't think he had that patience. Um, yeah, he's good, he's real good. Um, I don't know how that's gonna translate to the next level. But is, it, um, is this gonna is this gonna hurt his Heisman with all the stuff going on with Harbaugh? His Har- it's, it's really interesting because I would I would say the only person you can really compare it to is Johnny Manziel. Mm-hmm. Which with Johnny though, it was like it was his own doing. Where this is like correct, correct. We know. Honestly, what I want to see the Big Ten do, um, <clears throat> I still don't think they will. But what I want to see him do, uh, assuming everything that we read is factual and incorrect and Michigan did this and knew what was going on, like Harbaugh should be suspended the rest of the year, including the playoff. But Michigan should still be allowed to make the playoff. Um, but that's you, don't also, want, you don't want Purdue to win the Big Ten last year? Have them forfeit? It's just like Reggie Bush not having Heisman. I mean, Then we can be like IU and say we got snubbed to the Rose Bowl. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, because I think I think the Michigan kids, as assuming they didn't know what was going on, that's not fair to them to punish them. But I, I definitely think Hardball should get some punishment. But we'll see. I think the Big Ten is a tough spot because they don't want to they don't want to piss Michigan off. Because you know, with everybody leaving conferences and stuff, you don't want to piss Michigan off. And that's one along with Ohio State's your two kind of baby programs mm-hmm. as far as uh, USC USC can step right in and <laughs> Oregon. Yeah. But at the same time, if you don't do anything, you're gonna have 13 head coaches pissed off at you. Because right. everybody's pissed about this. So even Brett Bielema today, in which I don't agree with a lot of things he said, but I like what he said today. So uh, I mean you had the Oakland basketball coach making like kind of poking fun yeah. of Michigan, like in his post game yeah. press conference against uh what's Ohio State. Um, yeah. yeah. I mean you hear everybody talk about well, everybody steals signs. There's a legal way to do it. You literally right. just try to figure out or coaches talk in every sport. I don't care. You got your friends and everything. Everybody Kind of picks each other's brain, especially outside the conference. Especially when you're, it's like, I mean, like, especially what, when you're like, kind of a jerk, like Harbaugh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's like, what does I mean? What does Painter say every time the you know as soon as the tournament starts? It's like, what do you do? You, your first one, you call like a colleague yeah. you have in that conference yeah. to get tape or to get yeah. any sort of insight like that. That's fine, but it's when you like you got guys like literally buying tickets and or paying people to go sit on the sideline and 
videotape with their cell phone. <laughs> like, it's... like literally off campus recording. That is cheap. Because right. then you can yeah. put that on screen, replay, replay, replay. Yeah. Right. I mean, that's yeah, that's just messed well, up. Isn't that like stupid they don't need to do article it. that came out? And they don't need to do it. They no. have the talent, they don't need to do it. But I think Harbaugh's feeling the pressure going into 20 after 2020 and said, I need to do something. And, yeah. Yeah. The manifesto started. Uh, <laughs> but uh looking at the matchup going forward on Saturday, uh Purdue's two and seven now. I, I titled this. No bowl for Purdue, but say, um, Jerry Palm disagrees Jerry, with you. <laughs> Jerry Palm, Purdue alum, who uh, works for CBS Sports, he has Purdue in the whatever the <laughs> hell the bowl is now. It's had 500 names against Eastern Michigan at a five and seven record because Purdue has the what is it the APR, APR ARP, yeah academic right? academic yeah. part yeah. is strong enough. Lord knows what have happened to Brom, that's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> if there's the, if there's not enough six-win teams, Purdue might get called into it, uh, which would be great. That's assuming yeah. Purdue wins, wins five games. Wins five games. Wins, wins the next Purdue, three. Will Purdue have five offensive linemen? Well, that's a good, that's a good point. Game. I mean, Ben Farrell was playing against St. Francis last year. Now he played at the big house <laughs> on Saturday. Um, but uh, Purdue is welcoming P.J. Fleck and his Golden Governors are five and four, coming off a bad home loss to Illinois the way it went down for them uh all-time series is interesting here uh minnesota actually leads the series purdue has a 34 41 and 3 record against minnesota uh on the road which this one's not in minneapolis produced 13 33 and 3 but at home produced 21 and 8 wow yeah uh purdue is on like, a one game winning streak take forever for us to win at their new stadium like when they built that last year was the first one yeah yeah yeah, yeah, it got built in 09 and, and last year it was, was twenty was it to 20, ten. Twenty fourteen it got it was close. I remember watching that as a student. Yes, 39-38 loss. Yeah. It was, it was like, okay, well, we got something going here. <laughs> yes. It has been an interesting series. I mean, yeah, the miracle of the Metrodome in um two thousand and one, thirty-five twenty-eight, which produced down big late, came back and won that game. I remember the uh Double overtime heartbreaker in 05, 42 35. That kind of spiraled that team into a, the season that was a five and seven because that team was highly ranked going into that week. Um, a few other games of notes. Um, 2017 was the uh, the delay. Yes, 31 17 kept off with the Jawan Bentley pick six. Mm-hmm. 2018 was arguably the worst game of the Jeff Brom era, 41 10 loss in the frigid snow and the Louisville rumors were on fire and it just was not a fun time. Was that the first game since the Louisville rumor came out? Okay. Yeah. I remember that. Yep. And then it was Wisconsin and then it was Indiana. Um, 2019 uh, was the game. Sindelar and Moore both got hurt on the same play. Purdue almost came back to win that one, lost 38, 31. 2020 was the most bullshit offensive. (laughs) Oh yeah. Left my place of residence to walk off a loss for football. Oh my uh, god! For football, I was like, I was. Ooh, I, I, was believe, I believe my in-laws were staying with us, and they had gone up to bed like five minutes before that. I think I just turned the TV off and sat on my living room floor for like a half hour and five. <laughs> well, you know that that season, everything was just so weird in the world, and yeah. it's like literally all we had to look forward to. Yeah, and I, 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 I hadn't seen my dad yell at a football game at a referee like that in a long time. 
yeah. all the time. And then 2021 lost uh, 20 to 13 at home. I don't remember much about that game for some reason. Me neither. Oh, I know because I wasn't there. It was the rainy game. We we just talked about this a few weeks ago, Evan. Oh we yeah, we did. There, the gold jerseys. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. And then we won last year, twenty to ten, up in Minnesota. So very interesting series, nonetheless. I can't stand PJ Fleck, but he has had no. Purdue's number. Seems um, like his stick has kind of run out. It doesn't seem like he's the darling, and no one's really. I don't really hear much about him anymore. But I'm sure on Saturday, watching the game, he'll be on the sidelines. It'll be like Tom Allen. It'll be like, gosh, this guy's the worst. It's a uh, 3.30 NBC game. So nationally televised game for the Boilers. And I believe a good attendance is expected. I think there was 2,000 tickets remaining as of earlier this week, which is not bad when your team's only won two games, I don't think. It's pretty, uh, it's kind, of, kind of surprising. Yeah. And the weather's supposed to be decent for a almost mid-November, mid-November game. November. Military Appreciation Day because it's Veterans Day Veterans Saturday. Day. So, but Will yeah, Purdue, looking at the Purdue have any special unions, you think? Have you had, had like the American flag ones? Yeah, that would be ones? cool. They've definitely well, done stuff like did, that in uh, the past. Two years ago, when we beat Michigan State, they had the camo P on the side. I think that was for, I assume that was for military appreciation. Yeah, because that was just this week. Yeah, yeah, a few years okay, ago. Yeah. Few years ago yeah. So, um, yeah, looking at Minnesota's numbers, uh, I cannot pronounce their quarterback's last name. I'm not even going to try. Um, <laughs> it's really long, and, and I'm bad at pronunciations anyways. But Aiton's his first name. He's completed 111 passes on 205 attempts for 1,290 yards, 10 touchdowns, 7 picks. He's been sacked 16 times. Uh, Darius Taylor leads him rushing, 103 carries for 591 yards and 4 touchdowns. Uh, Daniel Jackson leads him as a wide receiver. Uh, 38 receptions, 562 yards, and seven touchdowns. Even though uh, Braven spanned forward as one of the tight, best tight ends in the country, his numbers, he only got 18 receptions for 167 yards and one tight one touchdown, but I think he's been injured a little bit. Um, and on defense, I'm trying to see how many interceptions they have on the year. Looks like, wow, Tyler Newman has four himself. Hmm. It looks like 11 interceptions on the year for them. And sacks, they have uh, about 20 sacks, it looks like, on the year. So their defense can definitely get after it a little bit. So, But I think Purdue is a one-point favorite. They started as a one-point dog, so it's flipped probably just because of home field advantage. Mm-hmm. So it's pretty much a toss-up game. Um, where do you think Purdue's mindset is as a team going into this week? Um, I don't. Yeah, I don't know. I hope almost like a sense of excitement because you, you're you're through the the gauntlet that is you know Ohio State and Michigan within the span of you know four weeks, well whatever it was. Um, I mean obviously three very winnable games. Um, you know maybe that talk of hey potentially this team could make a bowl you know keeps them on it. Just I mean it seemed like this this coaching staff even though like I mean even when we were two and six and going to Michigan, like he was like, Oh God, like obviously like chances of making a bowl are pretty much at zero now, but it's, I mean, it's, it's still feel like they, you know, the coaches kept the team in it and they were playing hard. So hopefully that continues. It seems like they've got, you know, they haven't lost the players, which is good. It's kind of, kind of what I'm looking to see over the next three games is like, you know, if things go really South, like do do they keep playing hard, which is really all you can really ask for when the team's right. beaten up this bad. Right. Yeah. 
Plus, I, I would say still a lot of young guys that are playing a lot with a new staff. So they still kind of have to prove and kind of earn their spot for next year. So hopefully okay. a lot of those guys are getting good experience and they're getting better and playing hard. But so, I don't know. I'm well with you, Webby. Hopefully they could, the coaches, it's, it's a very young staff. Mm-hmm. How they keep them focused when, yeah, technically they may, they can't win six games, but I guess not totally eliminated from a bowl. But Yeah, and if you win the last three somehow, I feel like you get some momentum going into the offseason. <laughs> maybe raise the positivity of the fan base up a little bit. That is just so negative right now. It's almost hard to talk Purdue football with, with anybody. We're pretty mm-hmm. much outside this podcast and a few others. So there's some, I just cannot have a positive conversation with right, right. now. Some of my friends, That's and just because especially the especially ones online, so it, 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 it is hard to watch, especially with what we've been used to the last six years with good offense of a bad defense. And now I think it's kind of starting to flip. Um, but man, it's, I mean, you know, the, the Matt Painter haters have been nicknamed the Ainers on, uh, on the online. I feel like we got to have something for the Walters haters already because some guys just aren't giving this guy a break. Nine games called morons, what they're called. <laughs> Man, it's just, it's just, it's, it takes all I have not to reply to some of them. But I'm like, right. no, I don't, I don't need to get in a fight online. This well, is ridiculous. I mean, someone posted, uh, let me go find it on Knucklehead. Like, it just, again, just shows people's, inability to remember history um because this guy quoted like how it like it's not nearly as bad as it used to be uh, um he said i'm not uh, it was a guy knucklehead posted that he posted on facebook 10 years ago so 2013 is the first year of hazel mm-hmm. um so that his boymakers just ran an offensive play in the red zone for the first time since september oh my god <laughs> oh yeah yeah it's yeah, I was thinking about that a little bit Saturday because, yes, it is very painful right now to watch this offense. Don't get me wrong, but I do go back to 2013 especially and so bad. how bad it was. Yeah. It was really bad. Um, yeah, it's – so I think better days are ahead. I mean, it is only going to get tougher with the Big Ten mm-hmm. expansion and, and the schedules, but it is what it is. You can't do anything about it. So. Mm-hmm. Um, well, then people like we're, we're all, like giving him crap for like bringing up the schedule next year, like along with the NIL. It's like like all building up excuses. Like he's just it's the truth. Like have you seen yeah. the schedule next year? It yeah. sucks. It's gonna yeah. suck forever now because yeah. like <laughs> the schedule also yeah. too. Like I mean, they're like the, the non con. It's like you know, personally, we should you know cancel the Oregon State, which who knows? What, I mean, Oregon State's good this year, but who knows what it look like next year? The yeah, I hate that conference. You don't cancel yeah. a game. Yeah, it's if like you okay, go out there yeah. and get a win. That's a big win. I mean, right. It, yeah. it's just it's a dumb mindset and it's like no i i get the argument you know we need to play more of a cupcake schedule if our schedule's gonna be so tough try to get three wins halfway the ball i get that you can't Before, beat oregon state you're not gonna beat oregon you're not gonna beat ucla you're not correct. gonna beat usc yeah correct and yeah. And, and, and the the you're not gonna beat like minnesota right the, the head or coach Nebraska. doesn't have a lot to say as far as mm-hmm. it's totally different scheduling than basketball yeah they're not covering schedule it's football done, like, so far don't we have all on the schedule in like like six years or something like 2029, that. 2029, like, 2030 or something like yeah. that. Yeah, like apart. Yes. They're crazy. Yeah. Like, like, don't they have a TCU or they finish that one up? And nope, they still go there in like 2030. <laughs> yeah. Um, it it's in this Oregon State one's a home and home from 2019 mm-hmm. oh, 2021. 2021, yeah. Started the year against them, and then you know, I mean it's yeah, it's 
is what it is. So it's just, I just wish the family, I get it. We don't, none of us want to be two and seven right now. It is disappointing when you won the Big Ten West last year. But with the transfer portal and the way college sports are, you never know what your team's going to look year to year um, for the most part. So just try to remain positive and cheer on the guys. They're trying their hardest and uh, go from there. So the the one thing I'll say that was a, little concerning was the four-star linebacker defensive end or i'm not sure what position he was who just decommitted this week yes. that was a little concerning i didn't know if there if there was i don't know I, I don't know i don't honestly remember where he was from or really who else was recruiting him to know if there was yeah. nil involved if he was coming from florida or texas or whatever unlikely but, right um, i think he was right. Ohio for some reason but um yeah. That was one thing that got me a little concerned because sure. then if there's not any excitement still, if we've lost that momentum already from the, such the young staff and yeah, they, I mean they got their work cut out for them, you know, with yeah. with uh, the way the season's gone. But I think that's what their strength's going to be is recruiting, and, you know, mm-hmm. making it look cool. So that's we'll see what they can do. And I know everybody was freaking out looking back now at the transfer portal for Purdue last year, how many guys they lost. I'm like, yeah, well they had a coaching change. Not gonna have a coaching change this year, so we shouldn't see as many guys leave. I wouldn't think. But well, there's also the report that they're getting replaced. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And there's also even a, you know, there's a lot of guys for regardless, like or like if Brom stayed, he was gonna they were gonna transfer too. So right, right. Who knows if that? So, who knows how many of those only, guys actually stayed? And only one, Eric Miller's only one followed Brom, right? And um, Brady Allen. Oh yeah, it's like, I don't know. after Luke, he would have been nice to have as a backup this year, to be honest. But yeah, he lost the lost the the, the position battle. So mm-hmm. because all the it would have been nice to have Holstich and Miller yeah, he's and a, Bob, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. State. So mm-hmm. uh, but, did, Brady, did Brady go through spring and then transfer? Yeah. Yeah. Yes, because yes. he, he entered, pulled out. out. Yep. And then yeah. Yep. Yeah, went yep. through spring and re-entered. I believe he's their third string down there. I, could I thought it was worse than that. I thought it was like yeah. fourth. Yeah, it could be mistaken, which I see Louisville is up. 14 nothing. Yeah, 14 nothing is Virginia. So, yeah, that's fun. That's fun. So, um, before we get into predicting some Big Ten games and ultimately the Purdue-Minnesota game and, and then talking some basketball, uh, spicy bowl prediction for Saturday's game. Hmm. PJ Fleck won't make himself look like a jackass. I'm kidding. That's, that's impossible. <laughs> um, hmm. Hudson throws three touchdowns. Uh, I said that. I said that like a month ago, and like the last time I was on this on the podcast, and, uh, <laughs> it didn't turn out so hot. Um, Hudson throws three touchdowns. We're winning the game. So yeah. It's a spicy take right now because it has not happened. Nick Gordon scores a touchdown. Ooh, I like that. Ooh, I like that, yeah. I like that. Okay. What can I? Uh, Free Hill hits his longest field goal of the season. <laughs> I don't know what, what is. His, I don't know what his long is right now, to be honest. Uh, let me look it up here. Uh yeah, that might not be too spicy, but uh, who makes more field goals, you or the student they pull out of the stands? <laughs> hey, that student last year was a stud. It seems like it seems like forever ago. I know. Let's see stats. 
Oh. He has got one, and he's made me one for two from 40 to 49, long of 43. So he's at least making a 44-yarder Saturday. Right. Boom. 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 All right. All right. Well, let's go ahead and um, shift gears and talk a little basketball. I know Andrew's got, got, a, got a time deadline, so I want to make sure we can talk some basketball before he's got to leave. Uh, Boilers start off on the right foot uh, Monday night with a – very convincing win over the Samford Bulldogs, 98-45. to They were up 51-17 at half. They now scored the Bulldogs 47-28 in the second half. And they were led in a scoring by none other than the reigning National Player of the Year, Zach Eady, who had 16 points in 20 minutes of play. Webby, you got the privilege to be there for the season mm-hmm. opener. Uh, how was the environment and how did the team look live in person to you? Uh, environment was awesome. Obviously, they got to, I mean, you guys got to see the, the kind of the pre game on TV, which is pretty cool. I know they've done that, but I'm glad they do that, especially for the first game. But yeah, they got the two newly minted Big Ten championship banners one for the tournament, one for the regular season was awesome. Um, yeah, the place was electric. Um, new This Is Mackie video, which I thought was really cool. They've, they've kind of re- revamped a little bit, add some new I'm- footage. Um, I don't think Big Dog was in the last one, was he? Because he's in, he's in this one. Yeah, um, I don't think he was, but they definitely did added some new stuff, which is awesome. They added a part about now there's you know three national player of the year winners between mm-hmm. Wood and does Gene still do the Big Ten championship? Did, number? Oh yeah, they yeah, yeah, yeah. They, I heard yeah. that. On well, the, they they actually they did that last year, the last game of the season. Uh, they had oh, that. Really? Oh, that's yeah, oh, yeah. Because there was a whole thing of like change it for the video, and they had already filmed him doing that so they included that so that was pretty cool do you think they've um, already yeah. filmed him with 26 just just so i'm sure they got through like yeah. through like 35 he, <laughs> he, he lives in west lafayette now he moved from myrtle beach so yeah yeah it, just call him over it would be it would be kind of interesting if it's like whenever he does pass away and then if he still does it and it's like yeah <laughs> <laughs> that would be pretty funny <laughs> Um, no, the environment was awesome um especially when it was pretty apparent that what's the seven point card from Sam and the tip, yeah, which I'm so glad they did that. Um, that was cool. And then, I mean, you couldn't ask for a better start with getting lawyer for an open three and nailing it. And the place just erupted. Um, you know, it kept going because they added a new promoting team misses um, two free throws. Yeah. That that you get. Like three minutes into the game. Yeah, for it was the first free throws of the game. Yeah, yeah it was, they did that at the football game too. I think you have to miss, I think the opposing team misses a field goal. I can't remember what it was, Tanner. They say it every game. I, I misheard it one time. I thought it was something stupid. I but, just remember the IHOP for the interceptions, which I think have like maybe it's one. Maybe that's what it was. Yeah, but they do like if, if the opposing team misses their two free throws in one at, in one opportunity consecutive. No. Yeah, consecutive free throws. The whole arena gets um, a free chicken sandwich from Slim Chickens, which is based in Lafayette and Indy. I think that's what they said to Indy and Lafayette. And so, like the place was. I mean, I knew what was going on, and people around me were knew. Some people around me knew what was going on, but there were some people who were around. What is happening? Because the place was going yeah. absolutely, we, especially when you missed the first free throw. Um, I think chain chicken, like that was awesome. Yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> we went to the um, Butler Marquette game, and Marquette had something similar. I don't know what it was, but it was like yeah. we missed two. Everybody got something. Love yeah, it. which is awesome. It's like, I mean, like already absolutely nuts whenever. Yeah, it's like I think uh, I was listening to a, a podcast today, another podcast, and they, I think they said that Robin on the broadcast. I think it was. I don't know why they're going crazy, but I'm assuming if he misses this, they're going to get something because the yeah. place was was going nuts. <laughs> um, 
I got to sit next to Trey Coffin Ren's grandparents, lovely people. I was actually sitting in one of their seats. Um, awesome people. Um, but yeah, it was, I mean, Mackie was awesome. I mean, the team, well, I was really encouraged by that. I don't know if it was just because the first game or maybe there you know, a lot of pent up, you know, no, they looked pissed off. They looked really pissed off and I really, really liked it. <laughs> I, yeah, I was listening to Robbie Hummel and uh, Jeff Goodman's podcast today, which mm-hmm. is not one of my favorites, yeah. but I like Robbie, of course. No. So I listen to it. I mean, Goodman's very smart when it comes to basketball, but he, yeah, whatever. This, this, with his daughter going to Indiana, he was wearing an Indiana shirt today, and I'm just like, yeah. God. Um, even though they, they gave them, they ripped them pretty good today. Yeah. Um, but, anyways, uh, Robbie was, um, talking about how he thought even though it was brilliant social media marketing don't get me wrong by Samford with mm-hmm. the little guy with the tip he did he thought that rubbed Purdue the wrong way and 100%, Purdue was pissed yeah. off about it from the beginning especially with how last year they lost yeah. to the little school in Fairleigh Dickinson and Purdue just used that as fuel right away and punched yeah, him the first time I saw it when they released the first video my first thought was this is FDU all over again like like social yeah. media gimmick like which going back like I the I mean, probably because, I mean, we beat them so badly, but like the Sanford coach, I love him. Like what he mm-hmm. said after the game was really cool about how he's been trying to yeah. um, get, um, you know, SEC, SEC teams or ACC yeah. teams to play and no one will. And he loves that painter sticks up for, you know, the, the mid majors, which is awesome. Um, so yeah, I'm definitely pulling for them the rest of the way. I mean, they, they were a hard nosed team. They were like, they had no, they loved getting into, you know, pressing the team. I think they like, they press. One, I think they're one of the most pressing teams in the country. Um, they were chippy, which, you know, which I was really glad to see, like, Blanche Jones not back down yeah. to that. Um, they, I didn't punch anybody. Uh, yeah. And then, uh, that was, like, five minutes of the game, too. And I was like, and they were kind of going after Edie. I'm like, oh, my gosh. Like, yeah. they, took it, they took that video wasn't so much of a joke. Like, they really are going to, like. Yeah, so. Um, back down. But I love watching, you know, the, you know, yeah, it just seemed like the team was just it was was taking them seriously and was just like, all right, you know. I feel like last year we saw a lot of like, you know, the pretty went from, you know, gotta hope to make the tournament to all of a sudden top five team. And it was just like, oh boy, like in know, like six weeks. Not in six weeks. And it was like, you know, we went like from the, the hunted to the hunter to the hunted. I'm not sure the team knew how to adjust to being the hunted. And it was kind of like, you know, you go into a place like Assembly Hall or um you know, some of these other, you know, awesome Big Ten places. Residence Center. Or Maryland. It was Northwestern. We're like, you know, the place, the whole place is going absolutely nuts against you. And the team definitely didn't feel like rise up to the to the challenge. And this, like, felt like Purdue being like, okay, you know, we're the shit and we're going to show you. <laughs> um, and it was, that was really, that was probably my favorite part of the whole game was just like, just how the team just played like, you know, we know who we are. We know who you are, Sanford. We're going to put you in your place and so that you don't even have a chance to come back in this game. Cause it was like, I mean, it went from like my wife was watching. She always, when I'm at the games to, to monitor my mood, um, even though I'm fine. Um, <laughs> but she like, it was like five minutes and she goes, this game's boring. I'm like, no, it's great. <laughs> you're worse than, you're worse than Indiana games. Maybe. I am. Yeah. I, yeah. You are actually. Yeah. yeah. No, it was, yeah, it was great. Um, I love seeing guys hit threes again. It was Samford and first game of the year, which we obviously Not played really well last. Year. Hopefully, they keep that edge. Um, yeah, I love seeing guys hit open threes. The fact that we were blowing them out and Edie had like seven points, like going into halftime, was awesome. I, I was a little worried that he wasn't going to hit his how many straight yeah. digit games. Same. Yeah. I was like, uh, is he going to play enough? They didn't really get him the ball. He only <laughs> like, shot six times, made five yeah. or six from the field. 
I mean, yeah. in the first half, it only took like one or two. Six, six for 10 from the foul line. The yeah. next closest guy to shoot was actually the walk-on uh, King shot four free throws. Yeah, towards the end, yeah. Yeah. Love seeing the press break. Um, I mean, Lance Jones again is going to be a good godsend for that standpoint because he just gets the ball and goes. He's big bodyguard, so he can kind of get through some of that stuff. I thought Ethan Morton did really well as a as a ball handler. Um, stepped into a three, nailed it. Was awesome. TKR hit a three, was awesome. Um, Camden Hyde, yeah, Camden Hyde, like he's got a great looking shot. He's aggressive getting to the rim. He'll be if he can figure out defense, he'll play a lot of minutes. Um, I love Colvin's fearlessness, even as a freshman, um, mm. you know, just kind of young and dumb, not actually saying he is dumb, but just like, you know, doesn't have a conscious, just goes in there and he knows he's good and he is good and he's got a good looking shot. You know, there'll be games where he goes 0 for 5 and it's going to be pulling our hairs out, but there'll be times where he comes in and when the team's probably stalled a little bit and comes in and just, you know, nails a couple and does something you could block at the end. Had he made that, he completed that alley oop to start. Oh, like, yeah. I'm not sure there'd have been a, a louder eruption outside of maybe Edie hitting a three. Cause, like, because, because yeah. Smith threw that. Cause I saw the replay. And I didn't realize how far he threw that pass. Like, he was like barely over half court when he threw that pass. And it was right on the money. Um, but man, yeah, that could be really fun. I like how much we pushed the ball. Yep. Cause that's kind of, I was always something I heard last year from opposing fans was like, you know, they're going to, we're going to run ED out of the gym. It's like, I mean, ran with Gonzaga, ran with Duke, ran with West Virginia. Like we ran with Illinois when they came to Mackey. Like you surprised. Like he is a, he's an athlete. He's not Isaac Haas. So yeah. No, he's very coordinated for his. I mean, he had that, he had that play where he caught the ball at, at the free throw line. He jumped from the took, Big Ten logo. Took one step yeah. and like it's like how do you, you don't guard like I look at my dad's like how do you guard that you can't like yeah. if he completes that he's gonna put somebody in a body bag. Yep. <laughs> I cannot wait. Yep. I was really encouraged by the sophomore shooting. Braden Smith, Fletcher Lawyer combined mm-hmm. eight for eleven from behind the arc, and they're eight for fourteen from the field. That's gonna work every single night. Mm-hmm. Um, both at twelve points, um, and they only they combined for four turnovers, but that's that's not awful. Mm-hmm. Um, and also, also a guy I like just looking at the box score. Brian Waddell only played nine minutes. When those nine minutes, he's two for three from the field, uh, three rebounds. Mm-hmm. That's productive in nine minutes. So yeah. I see why Painter yeah. likes him. Yeah, I think yeah, he's gonna yeah. get in the numbers crunch. Yeah, I, I am too. Yeah. You know, right he now they're ten man rotation. Heidi, Heidi, Camden, Heidi. Heidi. Yeah, yeah, yeah I, I, I struggle with that too. So yeah, Heidi and Colvin, like you said, you're not they're too athletic the not to play. But and then Lance Jones is like, like what right. we said, he's gonna be perfect. He's gonna yep. take up all the guard minutes. Morton still needs minutes. There's just yep. It's a great problem to have, but yeah. somebody's gotta get lost in the mix. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, it just is what it is. Yep. Um, going forward, Purdue does have a game tomorrow night against Moorhead State. The Eagles, they're zero and one. Only game that's not televised. Well, it is if you want to pay for the Big Ten Plus. Uh, nope, I, uh, it's not. It's, it's a crap product. Uh, we well, can good. say that now, and then but in about twelve hours, I feel like we're going to text. I broke down. I will be putting it on and listening to Bobby Riddell and uh, Rob Black. Yeah, and Penny, I'll do that. Yeah, um, but then Monday night, uh, eight thirty. It's the Gavit Games hosting Andrew's favorite team, the Xavier Musketeers. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know much about them this year. They're usually a pretty solid program. They're suffering. They've suffered um, their front court. They Sean's lost, back but... there, right? Yes. Yeah. Oh yes. My God. 
Um, but they lost um, God, the kid who went to IU and he's still somehow playing college. Uh, Jerome or is it Hunter? Um, God, what's his name? Not just a Jerome yeah, Jerome Hunter. Hunter. Yeah, Jerome Hunter. Still he's like still in college. Yes, yeah. yes, he's still in college. I'm pretty sure he played four years at both IU and Xavier. Um, he got hurt in the off season. And hey, they have a they have a Nunji on the team too. Bob it's Jack Nungy. Jack Nunji. Or is, is it Jack still Nungy. him? Yeah, from Iowa. Bob, they call him they call him Bob Nunji on here. Oh, maybe, his maybe, name. maybe or maybe is it a is a brother? Um, because I know that they they've lost they two front have, court. Yeah. They, they lost two front court guys. That's that's really made it probably make it difficult for them. Um. But I mean, it's Sean Miller team. Obviously, Sean Miller team is usually pretty tough, um, and it's a Big East team. So last year, the Gavin games, so yep. it kind of sucks. But I really hope we were going at UConn, but whatever. I want, and, and maybe they still do it in the future. I want to see Purdue and Butler play a true home and home. Mm-hmm. It just makes sense. The same thing with Notre Dame, play home and home. And mm-hmm. with Shrewsbury, maybe that happens now yeah. in the future. There's probably a better chance because mm-hmm. Digger Phelps didn't know his way to West Lafayette from South Bend. There was no road. <laughs> Um, as he said, which there isn't a great way, but there's there's ways. Um, yeah, but no, looking forward to the next two games. That's produce only game next week, and then they get the week off. Then, of course, get three at Maui the next week, which we know will be against Gonzaga, and then either Syracuse or Tennessee. Please, God, let it be Syracuse in a win. <laughs> and then um, could be a mix Marquette, of Marquette, be... UCLA, uh, Kansas. Kansas. I can't think of who else is out there. but Chaminade. You know, hopefully it's not that or something went wrong. So, so yeah, a lot of a lot of good uh good matchups coming up for the Boilers, as we'll say repeatedly the rest of the season. But uh, yeah, it's be ex- tough. excited to be talking not only Boiler football but especially Boiler basketball. Now it's always fun mm-hmm. the time of year where we get the crossover going. Uh, before you leave, Andrew, I want your prediction for Saturday's football game. Um, in MVP. I think it's going to be a race to like 17. Uh, that's, that's the Big Ten West in a nutshell, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, the over under is 47 and a half. Hey, that's 20 points higher than the over under for Rutgers Island. <laughs> that's, that's, that's the lowest I've ever seen. Northwestern. And you said that like three times this year. <laughs> Bastards are still winning the West. Actually, the Purdue Minnesota game is the highest point total in the Big Ten. Wow. Michigan State and Ohio State is also 47. That's Ohio State itself. Yeah. Yeah, they're favored by 31. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I'm, I'm in, I was encouraged by the defense, so I think Purdue wins like 17. I like it. Any any MVP? Well, based Nick on Gordon. your spicy, spicy bowl prediction, yeah, that'd be pretty hard. I think I think we lost Evan. I think Evan, Evan's froze on my end. Is he froze on your end? Okay, I think – I think we, I think he's having some connection issues, so hopefully, hopefully he'll be back in a minute. But uh, I'll go ahead and throw my prediction. I think I think Purdue does win this one. I'm I'm staying optimistic. Uh, I think it'll be tight. Uh, you said 17-14. Um, I think sometimes Purdue scores 24 wins, 24 to 20. That'd be 24-20. It'd be nice. It'd yeah. be nice. Want to see a what, little creativity. What? What was the joke? I know we can't talk about Brian Ferentz anymore because he's not coming back, but they're averaging like 12 points a game or something like that, which is like third in the Big Ten West or something. Right. It was, a, it was something stupid. Like none of the Big Ten West teams would meet that 25-point uh, yes. average. Sorry, I'm replying to Evan. Uh, he, no problem. 
he didn't know we lost him on, on he asked if we lost him. And, you know, I had reassurance from a couple friends that yes, he is. Yeah. He, he froze not only on our end. Cause last week, I don't know if you caught any of the podcast. Yeah. We both, I even took myself out cause I thought it was on my end and it ended up, it was on, it was on Evan's end. So uh, gotta, gotta love technology. Gotta love the Wi-Fi sometimes. So. Yeah. Um, I can stick around until Evan comes back. If you're going to okay. keep going on some games. Okay. And... Yeah. Let's look at some, uh, let's, let's talk some big 10 football real quick. Uh, not the greatest slate of games, but there are games. The big one, though, this one is big. Uh, there's Evans back. Number three, Michigan at number 10, Penn State. And Michigan's a four-and-a-half-point favorite. Uh, I think Michigan covers that. Webby, any uh, score prediction – or not score prediction, uh, winner prediction for Michigan-Penn State? I think Michigan, unfortunately. I'll go Penn State. I, I, I've i been high on Penn State every time I do that. James Franklin lets me down in a big game. And if he does it this time, then never picking them in a big game again. Is there, is there a quarterback? <laughs> Ayler? Yeah. Drew Aller. He played really Aller, well last Aller, week yeah. against against Maryland. But Maryland's in a nosedive of all nosedives yeah. right now. He had some uh, bad games before that. He's been kind of like against Ohio State. He played pretty bad with also. Yeah, they've lost four straight. And now they are two-point favorites, though, on this, this week on the road at Nebraska, who – Two five and four teams. Nebraska turns over more than anybody in freaking country. Not really, but they turn over a lot. Uh, but I am going Nebraska in this one. I think I yeah, have so. home team. Yeah, so. yeah, they get eligible, unfortunately. Uh, Indiana. I don't care about them as much anymore. Matt yeah, Rule is not as like, unlikable yeah. as Frost. No. Uh, Indiana, uh, somehow beat Wisconsin, something we can't do. Uh, three and six. Starting quarterback and running back are out. You're right, but still, we probably still. would have struggled. Yeah. Um, We've seen Wisconsin it, third string running backs go for 200 yards. Yep, plug and place. Uh, three and six at four and five. Illinois and Illinois is a six and a half point favorite. Please, Illinois. <laughs> you don't, don't want know. Indiana coming in Rossi with five wins? No, not at all. <laughs> <laughs> don't eat that. As much as I want to pay, I don't know. I haven't watched Illinois since Purdue absolutely dominated. Them. Yeah, they're also, a week-to-week team. Yeah, they really are. But like also, their their quarterback looked so bad against Purdue, just missing wide open. That's what I have stuck in my head. That's like, how do they score like at all? Well, they won the other day because the quarterback got hurt. Backup came in who was a uh, scholarship quarterback somewhere and transferred to Illinois to be a walk-on because this finishes last year because his whole family had played there pretty much. He completed a fourth-down conversion, another pass, then hit the game-winning pass. He could, couldn't script it. All right, it was, you sold me. Illinois yep. covers. I think Illinois <laughs> wins, but Indiana covers the spread. I think it's yeah. a tight one, tight one. A couple more here. Rutgers at Iowa. Iowa, one-point favorite. Like we said, over-under is only 28.5 on this bad boy. Until it, I guess Iowa. I don't, I I don't want to take pick Iowa in a close God, one. Twelve to ten. <laughs> they do what they do better than anybody in the country. Boring, good defense, good special teams. Uh, Northwestern is a ten-point dog at Wisconsin. Northwestern's four and five. Wisconsin's five and four. I I think Wisconsin. I do too. Uh, even though they're banged up. Never mind. I don't think they cover that. I think they nope. win, but they don't cover that. I think they covered on the nose. Now, now that they, they were 
like what were they favored last week against IU? Nine, I believe. Yeah, nine mm-hmm. and a half or something. Yeah. Yep. And then the night game on NBC, 3-6 and six, Michigan State, who's still fighting for bowl eligibility somehow. At number one, 9-0, and Ohio State is a 31.5-point favorite. I'll say rolls. Yeah. 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 Except, I mean, like I said, Michigan State shocked me last week against Nebraska. I didn't think they were going to win a game the rest of the year. But uh, it is pretty frustrating that, uh, that we are the only team out of bowl consideration right now mm-hmm. in the Big Ten. Um, Oh, and our our buddy Jeffrey Brom is behind twenty to fourteen right now, Whoa. almost into the third quarter. To was it fourteen nothing? It was fourteen nothing. <laughs> wow! Uh, Virginia has outscored them fourteen uh, zero in the third quarter. They must have scored one late in the second. Oh no! They must have just taken a. Oh no! It's pending confirmation. Uh, pending no, confirmation 14. that Virginia scored. So it shows fourteen fourteen for me. It says 2014 pinning confirmation of a touchdown. Either but it's a second and 27, so maybe. ESPN wiped it off or okay. um, I, I don't know. Okay. Well, either way, that that's a game there. That's a game there. Uh, not a lot of top 25 matchups this week. We'll just go over the ones that are against each other. Number 13, Tennessee is at number 14, Missouri. And Tennessee's a two-point favorite on the road. I think Missouri's out of someone important. <sighs> Give me misery. I will take Missouri as well. Um, and Andrew had to step away, but we're really got to join us tonight. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, I will take Missouri as well, just because I do not like um, Tennessee. like Tennessee. So yeah, that is that. That is that. I'm trying to get our. Uh, there we go. There we go. Got everything how I want it now. Uh, other ranked opponents against each other. Number 18, Utah, 7-2 F. Number 5, 9-0, Washington. Future member of the Big Ten. Washington's nine and a half point favorites. Where is it? I just lost others. Um, yeah, Washington. I mean, this will be a really good game. Mm-hmm. But I'm going to go with this home team, Washington. I'm really going good. with Penix. Penix and DeBoer. Yeah. A few more games here. Number nine, Ole Miss, uh, who is nine, who is eight and one at number two, nine and zero, oh, two-time defending champion Georgia, who is a ten and a half point favorite. Oh, Lane's in a little bit of hot water with some some he, things he, he said. Is but at first when I read, I'm like, ooh, you know, that's probably not good. But then I I, I kind of looked it up, and I'm like, even though it's harsh, he isn't saying anything that's not correct. Um, I didn't even see. I really. Didn't. I just saw a headline, and I mean, basically, wrong. he they the coaches tried to reach out to this kid for two weeks, and he never responded. Mm-hmm. So, even yeah. though mental health issues is very serious, you know, if anybody ever mm-hmm. needs to step away from the team, they got guidelines for that. But you're still supposed to report back to your coaches and stuff. And this kid pretty right. much wasn't doing it, so he was pretty much telling the kid, technically by the rules, we could kick you off the team. Right. That's pretty much, but. He probably yeah. could have went about it better, and still, I don't yeah. know how that got recorded. <laughs> yeah, but um, I'm taking regardless. Georgia. I think yeah, Georgia. I think they yeah. Uh, we'll do uh, we'll do two more games here. Uh, really good matchups usually in basketball. Six and three Duke at seven and two <laughs> number twenty four North Carolina, who is a fourteen and a half point favorite. Give me the Tar Heels. I think North Carolina wins, but Duke covers. I think that's a that's a pretty good game. And lastly, we're just doing this one because this is a future Big Ten matchup. Seven and three USC 
at number six, eight, and one, Oregon, who is a 15 and a half point favorite. The spread on this one's 75 and a half. So compare that Thank to the Iowa over. Rutgers yeah. game. It is yeah. completely different sports. Um, give me the over and the Ducks win. <laughs> yes, I think Bo Nix is right there. Yeah, for the Heisman, which is crazy. I guess you go back to Andrew never said like that a, in yeah. Auburn. Go back to our Heisman talk. I think Bo Nix is probably the maybe the leader right now. Yeah, I think so too, which just blows my mind because I never yeah. would have thought that when he was at Auburn. But I'm taking the Ducks <laughs> as well. And um, if Caleb Williams breaks down again, I hope the cameras don't show him. That, that was right. I, I mean, I don't know the situation, but um, speaking of, I'm 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 proud of you for being on the podcast tonight instead of watching your Bears. I'm gonna be honest. Until like seven o'clock, I forgot they played tonight. <laughs> well, it's it's them again. They are down one point right now, ten to nine. Ten minutes, twenty nine seconds left in the third quarter. So uh, the Panthers earlier ran a pump back for a touchdown. Uh, I mean, it's kind of like a win win yeah. lose lose because it's trap uh, picks all over the place. Yeah, it's, yeah. The winner, you win. I mean, it's really just a win win. Because if you win, you get a win. But and then you you uh, make your Carolina Panthers pick better and if you lose and your own pick is better so right now they have the second and third pick if the draft yeah. started today Cardinals would have number one Cardinals would probably take Caleb Williams but the yeah. Bears could either get Drake May or if they wanted to roll Justin Fields if I'm the Bears I take Marvin Harrison Marvin Jr. Harrison. and then maybe it would be high for a tight end but maybe Brock Bowers of Georgia mm-hmm. line him up line those guys up with DJ Moore all of a sudden you got pretty explosive offense yep so that's how you I like around. it let's turn, turn around and they're not Managed by the same guys who manage the White Sox, so or the Bulls. Oh my god! We are like like the White Sox, like and then like you throw in the fact like the Cubs just like pulled off a massive heist. I mean, granted, I guess he technically was a free agent manager, but like you you see that, and then you see mm. what the White Sox are doing. It's just like you're in the same city. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't feel like it at times. No. Oh, no. God, they're awful. Yep. And it was Jason Benetti, which is probably the real tragedy. That of the sucks. Whole thing. And, he, and he goes with the division rival. He goes to Detroit. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. yeah, he's good at what he does. That's too bad. That's too bad. That's too bad. So, I'm just sad. Um, oh, we're getting some more. Uh, yeah. Yeah, Thad Mooney. Uh, I know I showed this, but I forgot to read yeah. it. He said, score should stand for Virginia. Dude got hit so hard, and they're, they're bringing the stretcher and cart out before the review. That's always scary. Never good. So, hope yeah. that guy's okay. Because that's never good at all. Never good at all. But something that is always good is Mad Mushroom. Hell yeah. Boiler Breakdown is brought to you by Mad Mushroom. They've been serving Boilermakers since 1993, located in the heart of West Lafayette, and they're well known as the home of the original cheese sticks. Whenever Andrew, Evan, or myself visit, we like to sit down and have an ice cold beer by trying out their latest pizza of the month, which for November fitting since. Thanksgiving's coming up in a couple weeks is Tristan's Thanksgiving feast. It's turkey gravy topped with corn, savory stuffing, hickory smoked turkey, and mozzarella and cheddar cheeses finished with some parsley only for the price, starting at the price of $14. So order two of those bad boys. You're already over the $20 mark, which is all you got to be over. And if you let them know the Boiler Breakdown sent you, you get five dollars off your order over twenty dollars or if you order online you can do that at madmushroom.com use discount code break five that's an all caps b-r-e-a-k-5 to claim your discount that way get some pizza get some wings get some grinders get some pasta of course get some cheese sticks gotta get some cheese sticks and uh let them know the boiler breakdown sent you that's mad mushroom feed 
your head. Evan's got a great looking sweatshirt like he has multiple times on this podcast. I got a good looking hat. We both got these from our other sponsor, which is the shop. And I'm going to let Evan tell you a little more about yep. that. We got the shop. We're happy to be have them on again for the third year. I think we've said. This yes, third year. Third year yeah, yeah, third year was awesome. Love having them on. Uh, they've been making, they've been bringing hometown, or they've been bringing sports and hometown apparel to the fans since 2011. Started in their garage basement. You know, you can they can now find them at you know they've got two brick and mortar locations, one in Carmel, one in Indianapolis. Plus, they've got an online store. Uh, they make comfortable shirts. They make comfortable sweatshirts. Makes everybody happy. Uh, if you go to the shopindy.com and use promo code Breakdown, you get 25 percent off. It's Christmas time already. Um, hasn't been feeling like it for the last couple of days, but it started today. It's starting to kind of feel like a little bit more, at least here in Indiana, central Indiana. Um, but, uh, you know, you got, you got the blowmaker knife, got the Hoosier, you got the bulldog, you got tiger, Cardinal, little, Cardinal, little giant, uh, Pacer fan, Colts fan, just state of Indiana fan, Indy 500, Indy, 500, Indy 11, reds, uh, even right. Reds. They've got some, they've got some pretty cool red stuff. Um, you got some if you want to celebrate the Bobby Knight and whoever he was as a human, you can do that too. Um, promo code breakdown, get 20% off your order. Yeah, you will not regret that at all. So, any final thoughts? Uh, Webby, as Thad Mooney said, trainers were running to the player before the play was. Oh my over. god, that's awful. Yeah, he sent me a video, it's I'm not gonna show it on yeah. here for multiple reasons, but uh, Jeez. yeah, not good. Not good. Um, final thoughts. Um, yeah, hopefully, I mean, as down as football is right now, you hope you can, I think if we can get two of these last three, what's your, what's your score prediction? I'm sorry, Andrew. And oh, I did yeah, that. Yeah, why you, you did, lost, yeah. why you lost connection. Um, Andrew went, Andrew went 17, 14 Purdue. I went 24, 20 Purdue. Just to let you know. I, I was going to say 24, 17 Purdue. I like it. I like it. Um, as long, if we can get two of the last three, I'll be, I'll be especially if one of them is the bucket game. Yeah. Um, I'll be feeling better. Um, obviously, the offense is what it is at this point, but as long as we kind of can see continual improvement with the defense, I'm happy. Um, but really excited for basketball. Felt really good to be back in Mackey. And, yeah, I just hope this team can keep that edge, keep that chip on their shoulder because, I mean, I, I kind of get like – I've been listening to a couple podcasts, Neil Goodman and Hummel. I listened to – I'm a big fan of Tate Frazier and his one shining podcast. Mm-hmm. And they were kind of like talking about, um, they've been talking about Purdue and Matt Painter and eating all that. And they're kind of like, you know, the media's given them a lot of love, you know, which we have been, you know, a lot of guys at CBS, everybody at CBS had us in the final four, if not winning it, if not runner up. Um, but they're, you know, I've seen a lot of people like, Hey, they got to prove it. You know, not sure why they're getting all the love, blah, 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 which I'm like, I can't get mad at, but at the same time, I'm like, that's fine. Like if you keep like, keep doubting them, like, you know, we hear stories about Braden Smith getting pissed off. Cause he saw some random Twitter graphic that had the best, point guards in college basketball he wasn't on it but apparently really pissed him off which if that makes him play better i'm all i'm all for it whatever it takes to make this team play with an edge keep keep doubting them and hopefully it uh turns into something pretty special i agree man it's a good time to be a boilermaker like always mm-hmm. even if this uh football season not gone the way we want there's still three games get out mm-hmm. support the guys support the coaching staff it should be a nice day in west lafayette on saturday for uh november 11th i think the weather's about as good as you can ask for so uh yeah so let's uh, boiler up, hammer down, beat the Golden Gophers or beat the Eagles tomorrow, beat the Golden Gophers yep. on Saturday, and beat the Musketeers on Monday. Boiler up.